couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Alrighty, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Tagadi Pulsito, and the Celtics lose to the Warriors in overtime, 132-126. This is a game the Celtics led by as many as 17, and watch that lead get pissed away. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and to get things started here, I uh, want to give player of the game to Derek White. Again, the guy just continues to just play at such a ridiculous level. 30 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks uh, on efficient shooting. 11 of 24 from the field, 7 of 18 from 3. 7 of 18 from 3. Unbelievable game overall for him. Had some big shots down the stretch. Uh, he's just doing a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Uh, and it's just it's unfortunate that he doesn't get this game, right? You look, there were a couple guys that played really, really well in this one. A couple of guys that did not play really, really well in this one. Uh, Derek White carried the team alongside Jalen Brown for most of this night. Jalen Brown, another one, 28 points, 8 rebounds, another game where he was tied with the team lead for 7 assists. Also had a block, efficient shooting, 10 of 22 from the field, got to the rim a lot in this game. Super aggressive in transition, getting downhill, forced 3 fouls on Steph Curry. Derek White, Jalen Brown did everything in this game. Absolutely everything. They hit some big shots late. They hit a lot of big shots throughout the night. They forced fouls. They got downhill. This is the game that you want from both of those guys. Unfortunately, they didn't really have as much help in this one. I think Al Horford played pretty well. 13 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Really good game passing-wise for him. Uh, But... Shooting wasn't really a strong point of his game tonight. 3 of 10 from 3, 4 of 14 from the field. Did have a block. Played pretty well on the defensive end. I will say there were a couple of times where Al Warford caught on an island trying to guard Steph Curry. Did not work. Steph Curry is the best shooter in the world, in the history of the NBA for that matter, uh, and took advantage of Al Horford in a couple scenarios. So overall, solid game from Al. Wasn't perfect. Drew Holiday, talk about him in the second. Couple great points, couple great stretches in this game, particularly late. Uh, but for the majority of this game, didn't really do much. You know, if you look at up and through up through three quarters, he had six points. Ended the game with thirteen, so he did add seven in that fourth quarter. Did uh, the Celtics only scored twenty four? So give him credit there. But again, through the majority of this game, really tough game. Uh, team worst, minus 14, plus minus. Not good. Shooting, not good. One of five. Outside of the, you know, frankly, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, the only guy that you can really look to and say, you know, played particularly well, I guess you can go two guys off the bench, Peyton Pritchard and Kata. Kata, 10 points, 10 rebounds, six offensive rebounds. That number is super inflated because, as I've talked about before, he is probably the worst finisher for someone his size at the rim. So four of those offensive rebounds probably came off of shots that he missed himself. Uh, just throwing up absolute bricks. However, you know, 
he's going out. He's making plays. He's making stuff happen. Plus 10 in this game. The game that they lost. Played 21 minutes. Solid. Right? No Porzingis in this one. No Cornette in this one. So Cade was relied upon for a good amount of minutes, and he took advantage of it. So give him credit for that. Peyton Pritchard came in, hit some big shots. 11 points, two assists in this one. The shooting was there. It's what you want. Right through the majority of this game, the Celtics were doing a really good job of taking good shots, getting downhill, getting to the free throw line, and moving the ball. The problem is it just stopped at points. And the bigger problem is the defense later in its certain stretches of this game. We're going to talk about all of it here, right? I want to dive into some of the negatives. Uh, before we do so, I want to take a quick break for words from our sponsors. If you're looking to buy or sell in the near future, meet Deb Burke, your trusted realtor at Compass Real Estate, serving Massachusetts and New Hampshire. With a passion for finding dream homes, Deb is committed to making your real estate journey a breeze. Whether you're buying or selling, Deb's got your back. Reach out today at 978-930-4621 or email deb.burke at compass.com to start your next chapter. Let's turn your real estate dreams into reality. Are you tired of insurance options that leave you feeling lost in the dark? Look no further than Joe Lyman of Brightway Insurance. Joe goes above and beyond to find the perfect coverage for you. So whether it's homeowners, renters, car, commercial, or even pet insurance, Joe will make sure you're protected where and when it matters most. Contact Joe at joe.lyman at brightwayinsurance.com today and let him brighten your path to peace of mind. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing, make sure to check out Joe Lyman at Brightway Insurance. Brightway Insurance, your beacon in the world of insurance. Hey, Boston Celtics fans, are you ready to experience the thrill of an epic game at the TD Garden? Look no further than SeatGeek, your go-to source for the best Celtics tickets in town. With SeatGeek, finding the perfect seats to catch all the Celtics action has never been easier. From courtside to the nosebleeds, they've got it all, and they've got it at the best prices. Plus, they even rate every deal on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you find the best value. But here's the deal. When you use the special promo code VSN, you'll get an exclusive discount. So why pay more when you can use VSN and save on your Boston Celtics tickets? All right, I want to dive into some of the negatives here. And to get things started, I want to talk about some of the, the stretches late in the game. Particularly, you're talking about minute left in this game. Uh, the Celtics had four offensive rebounds in the exact same possession. Couple missed threes. Derek White, couple missed threes. Uh, Al Horford, I think, missed a putback. Jalen Brown missed a putback. And the Celtics walked away again after four offensive rebounds with zero points. Cannot have it late in the game, especially when it's tied, right? The Celtics just had a couple of stretches of basketball where it was just tough. And then you go into overtime and you've got Mr. Reliable, Al Horford. Very rarely making mistakes. Uh, threw the ball right to Kaminga. Horrible pass to, I believe it was to Tatum. Kaminga intercepted it, took it, full court, transition dunk. And uh, the entire arena was standing, screaming at the top of their lungs. The energy was through the roof. So a couple possessions in this game, the Celtics just threw away. All right, and this is a game, I mean, give credit to... Steph Curry here, 
couple of big, big, big shots. And I already said it. One of the best shooters in NBA history. Uh, he goes out. He's going to hit tough shots. End of the night, 33 points in this one, uh, including the dagger uh, late in the game. Down, The Celtics were down one. He hits a absolute skyrocket, throws it 40 feet in the air, and it comes down, puts the Warriors up four. And the game was essentially out of, out of reach at that point. Really tough overall game, but you look at it, even that possession, the only reason that Steph Curry made that shot was because of an offensive rebound. And that was one of the things that really hurt the Celtics in this game. It was one of the things that the Celtics did really well with. They all they had 18 offensive rebounds themselves. However, the issue, Golden State also had 18 offensive rebounds, right? So you have an advantage with the offensive rebound. You give it right back by letting them do the exact same thing, and it led to the biggest three of the game, right? So the Celtics had opportunities in this game. They pissed them away. They pissed them away. Celtics come out of this game firing on all cylinders on the offensive side of the ball. Put up 40 points in that first quarter. The problem, they followed it up with 25. They go out, have a big quarter, 32-24 in the third. We get outscored 35-24 in the fourth, right? So the Celtics, it was just a giant roller coaster of a game. And I'm not going to put it on any individual player because at the end of the day, all of these guys need to actually perform as a team, and they didn't do that tonight, frankly. There were a lot of great stretches of great basketball in this one. Wasn't enough, right? And I want to talk about some of the bad individual performances here, and I think there's only one person that you can start with, and it's Jason Tatum. This is another not good performance, right? I've talked about this the last couple of games here, but 15 points... Uh, did have seven assists. Give him credit there. Five of 17 from the field. Two of nine from three. Was all over the place. And again, a lot of people are sitting here saying, oh, he was hurt. He rolled his ankle in the first quarter. Missed six minutes of the first quarter. Started the second. So if people want to say that it was because he was injured, he shouldn't be playing. Right? If he's 60% of himself, that's not what you want. You've got guys... Like, Percent came in five minutes early on in this game, played really well, had a steal, six points in five minutes. Big energy guy, right? You have alternatives. Stop forcing guys like Jason Tatum, if he's not on, to go in and play, right? Part of that, sure, can be put on Joe. But if Jason Tatum wants to play and he says that he's ready, it's really not, it's not an easy call for Joe Mazzola to just rip him out and say no screw you, I'm not, I'm sitting you the rest of the game. It's not going to happen, right? So part of it on Joe, I'll give him some blame there. A lot of it, 90% of it on Jason Tatum. And I'm not even going to sit here and say that it was the ankle because frankly, there were points in this game where the ankle looked fine. He was still backing some guys down. He was still getting out in transition. He was still pushing the pace at times, right? If the ankle was a, a, a real nagging injury, probably wouldn't have been doing that the entire time, right? So, I mean, well, listen, we'll see. Adrenaline might have gotten through. Maybe we'll see tomorrow that it is hurt and that he's going to sit out tomorrow. Like, this is the front end of a back-to-back. Uh, this is just not a good performance from Jason Tatum. Didn't turn the ball over, right, surprisingly. Uh, 
but a minus nine in this game. Again, this is a, a game that, you know, frankly, shouldn't have been anywhere near where it ended. Celtics should have ran away with this win. Like, they were up 17 points at one point. Uh, but even in that stretch, Jason Tatum was still negative through a lot of it. Like, the Celtics just played better in this game when he wasn't out there. I think the pace slowed down, and part of that might be the ankle. But when Jalen Brown was out there, the pace was, it was moving. Like, they were getting out in transition. A lot of Jalen Brown's points came in transition. A lot of Derek White's points came in transition. They took advantage. They pushed the pace. That is when the Celtics play at their best, right? And it slowed down at times, right? So this is just a frustrating, frustrating loss if you're the Celtics team, if, especially because it's a back-to-back, especially because it's against the Warriors. This is just one of those games that you want to walk away with. You know, Porzingis did not play tonight. Al Horford, not going to play tomorrow. I think the Celtics knew that this was going to be the case, and I'm pretty, I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see Porzingis tomorrow. I think the entire reason they sat Porzingis was to stagger the two of them. So they didn't have to rely on 30 minutes from Kata, especially with Cornette still on the bench, right? So I don't know. It is it is what it is at this point. But really frustrating game from Jason Tatum. Really frustrating game from Sam Hauser. This is another one for him. Zero points on 0-6 from three. Not good. Not good at all, right? And if you look at the Celtics as a whole, shooting was not there. 17 of 58, 29% from three in this one, right? And the the bad part is they were shooting pretty well from, I I guess, in the first quarter. Five of 12 from three in the first. Uh, And they continued to kind of shoot well at halftime as well. But it just fell off a cliff after that. Not good shooting. The only one that really shot particularly well from three is Derek White. Actually, I guess give Peyton Pritchard credit too. Three of five there. But if you look up and down, Chase Tatum, two for nine. Al Horford, three for ten. Drew Holiday, one for five. Jalen Brown, one for four. Hauser, 0 for six. Svee got two minutes, still 0 for one. Right? We only had two guys that shot particularly well from deep. It's not enough. But frankly, the offense isn't really the issue here. It's the defense. We gave up. 30 points in the first, 32 in the second, 35 in the fourth. Like, that is where the Celtics are falling short. And a lot of it revolves around Steph Curry with his 33 points. But you've got Klay Thompson with 24 of his own, right? You've got Kamingo with 17 points. I think the big issue that is super frustrating is Steph Curry had five fouls mid-third quarter, and they did not attack him as much as they needed to in that fourth. Like, he started the fourth quarter. He played 38 minutes in this one. And this was a game that he was in foul trouble for a large majority of the night, right? He played second second most minutes on that team besides Clay Thompson, and he was in foul trouble the entire time. Like, you need to attack him. If he's playing 12 consecutive minutes in the fourth, an additional five in overtime without getting a single foul called on him, that's an issue. Be like Derek White. Be like Jalen Brown. Attack the hell out of him. Like, even Jason Tatum in this one, like, I'll I'll bring it back here. Jason Tatum had Steph Curry on him in the post 
and passed out of it a couple times. And I'll, you know, one of those came to a Peyton Pritchard three. So fine, right? What's more important early on in the fourth, a Peyton Pritchard three or a potentially sixth foul on Steph Curry? I'm going with a sixth foul on Steph Curry. If you have him in a vulnerable position down low, take advantage of it. And the Celtics didn't do it. So, listen, there's only so many negative things I can say about this game. So that's where I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, very tough loss. Not the way you want to start your road trip. Celtics 6-6 six and six on the road. 14-0 uh, and 0 at home. A little bit lopsided there. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to share the podcast. Tell a friend, rate, review, five-star, written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. Try to, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Another, another late game for the Celtics team. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk yeah. soon. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we, the Celtics? Who are we, the Celtics? Who are we?